Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome, welcome to episode 79 of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of professionalism, how to be professional in different realms, at work, at school, in life overall, and even in our children's school, what professionalism means to us and what we're doing at Level Up Latina to share our experience and our expertise. ¿Cómo están, muchachonas, chulas? Feeling good, feeling good. Vibing. We're good. We're Gucci. We're happy to be here. We love this topic, actually. We got fired up when we were thinking about professionalism and the ways that we've seen it done right and the ways we've seen it done wrong. And we just had a guest that just reinforced how professionalism is so important. So we're looking forward to this topic. It's an important topic. Yeah. So I, I want to start with one question and I'll start with Vero. What does it mean to okay. you? What does it mean to us? Okay. So what it means to me, professionalism, let's, let's talk about it in the workplace, right? It's how you present yourself and how you represent your brand and being professional is really being who you are, but also being considerate of how that person will receive it. Right? So professionalism to me means putting your best foot forward, even when you are possibly not feeling your best professional to me is just that hat that you wear when you know that things need to get done and you need to do them with the right mind in the right way with the right steps in place, even though you might have things missing that will keep you from that. So I know for me, I've always used the cool, calm, collected. The three C's for me have always helped me and my professional persona, keeping your cool, keeping yourself calm and collected because it's in every aspect of work or let's say in life, if you are able to keep those three C's, you can definitely manage to not just act out of emotion, act out because it's stress for whatever reason. It keeps you just like, okay, let me take a moment. Let me breathe. Let me assess the situation and act in a collected manner. And I think, you know, this is this this can be applied to your professional life and it can be applied to your personal life that will help you just kind of keep yourself in a controlled manner, in a controlled way, uh, without an outburst, without having to then mess up and erase and fix something or even make something worse. So for me, professionalism is just understanding where you're at, keeping yourself cool, calm, collected, and then acting and doing what you find at that moment is the, the thing you need to do. It's a good idea to ask that question first because like for a lot of people, it can mean a lot of different things. And so the right. listeners will hear right now that for us, it means a lot of different things. Like I love Vettel's answer for me. It's like, oh, incorporating that calm, coolness and collectedness. For me, professionalism has always been like, I feel we all know when we've seen it. We've all seen like a good service, a good treatment. We just had a podcast guest who said, thank you. Your prep work for your podcast are great. Like she was almost shocked that we do a lot of pre-work. We send questions beforehand. We give a rundown to our guests when they come on. Like, do you need water? Do you know how to use the mute button? If you get disconnected, like it's just small, simple things. To me, professionalism is the simple things that you do consistently. You do them so consistent that people take it for granted. We at my office, my staff probably hates this, but we have like a three-step proofing process on purpose. Like three people just look at everything every single time, just in case. And that way we know that we're not going to get it right 100% of the times. And sometimes like something's going to have a blaring mistake and we left the time out of something. And we're not seen as unprofessional because because it doesn't often happen. So professionalism is like this consistent, simple decorum, like the way you behave, you show up on time, you do things in excellence, excellence being like, 
You just make sure it's a good product. It's a good quality product. You, you carry yourself professionally. You dress the part, say, you know, you take care of your body. You take care of learning your words and you sound professional. If you're someone that is constantly making mistakes and these mistakes are all the time, it's like, oh, I would work with her. However, this always happens and it's very unprofessional. You know, it's like sabotaging you to not have good habits that are good decorum with family, with friends, with life, in business, show up consistently. I think that's professionalism. I love that. And I love how you said like in your company, there's three, right? Three checkpoints and there's three of us. And we often do that when we're writing something, like we make sure the three of us look at it to, you know, check for any grammatical errors or just make sure to make sure it flows well. I know uh, for myself, if I'm writing something for our business, I definitely want you guys to see it because I'm like, maybe I'm missing something or it's not flowing the way it should be flowing for whatever it is that we're going to be using it for. So I, I agree with that. For me, professionalism means showing up and dressing the part like Veto likes to say because there's there's days where you for sure need to look presentable um in in our in our business in our company for me you know when we have a guest I make an effort to put a little a little lipstick or you know aplacarme las greñas un poquito and I make it at that point because I want to like I want to look good uh when it's just as I'm going to keep it 100% trail como dice la Vero uh, I, I don't really, you know, I don't put on makeup. I want to feel more relaxed and I want to feel comfortable. But f but if we're going to have a guest, I, I want to, you know, just feel good putting on makeup. It's just like, I don't know, especially right now with um, COVID, um, you know, dress up a little bit more just to feel good about that. It, it also means, you know, how you act like in the office, how you're going to act, how you're going to act at your children's school sometimes. So it's it's a little bit of um, all that, I think. Like who, who taught us to be professional? Was it the way that we were brought up? Like, how do we know how to be professional and how to act um, in different ways, in different, um, in different atmospheres, like in different arenas? Yeah. That is how do we know? Question, right? Because it's like that word, you can throw it out there. You can look it up and everybody acts professional differently, right? It's like you could have a boss that actually has terrible habits and is always late or making excuses or, and you're like, wow, that doesn't seem very professional. Like, do you mimic that? That was my first boss. But then there's another person that you really trust. They show up. It's good quality work and they look like they dress the part and they are so respectful of time, of how they speak to you, of how they treat you. And it's like, or do I follow that? Right? So how do you learn professionalism? I think oftentimes I learned it in myself making mistakes or watching my leaders make a mistake that I kind of thought like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I don't want to do it that way. Like I had a boss many years ago, she was terrible with her calendar. We had a shared Google calendar and everybody on staff was so good about their calendar. We knew how to use the Google calendar. We had all been taught. We had a, an ethic for how we used it, meaning what we share with who, what we listed. We were very consistent. It's a great place to know where people are when they're in and out of the office, if they're on vacation. And our boss was just terrible at the calendar, like just reading the calendar and would miss meetings and she would show up and she'd be so apologetic. And I remember once, and this was right before this woman actually got fired. So this wasn't working. It wasn't professional. 
<laughs> Irene's like, but this is right before I took her job. I sat her down and I was like, you know, she's giving me lots of excuses. She pulled me to the office because at that point, like, I was kind of wonder her and there's people under me. And I said, look, the team just needs to trust you. And you they're going to repeat what you do. And you just not showing up for a meeting. They're not going to show up for a meeting. And then I was just very candid. And I think that's professionalism, having to have the courage to be candid with your boss respectfully. I had to say to her, if you don't show up for us, they're not going to show up for me volunteers are not going to show up for them. Like everybody is following the example. We do not want perfection. You do not have to be perfect. All of us will forget a meeting. I almost forgot we were podcasting today, right? Like I was like, oh girls, I forgot today was Sunday. I showed up. You show up and you show up on time and you're ready. On you time, have, exactly. You have a calendar. I have a calendar to remind me what I'm doing today. But in that case, I share that story because women, you're going to see professionalism displayed for you. And sometimes you're going to know in your gut, you're going to see it's not professionalism. And then you're going to see it in other ways. And you're going to say, man, they show up, they own their mistakes. They try to do their best. They try to be polished. They try to have good quality. And then when they make a mistake, it's okay. They're human. It's all right. Yeah. And with working with some of our clients, right, it's come up before where we have a lot of these first generation women making their way through the professional world. And a lot of them mentioned like, hey, what do I do? I reached out to you for assistance and guidance on this because I don't have anyone within my family to have these discussions. You know, I don't have anyone at work that I can easily, that are approachable enough or easily, I can call them mentors and ask them how I can grow professionally. And not only that, it's like when you have that relationship and you're professional, you can address upper management. Let's say you're just starting off and you can be like, hey, what is my career path here? What does it look like? And if in the case I do not choose to stay here, what do you think are other options for me? And the way you address those people and the, the way that you speak, that it's not like you're trying to get out of the job. It's more like, help me understand what how to navigate this professional world. And that's just in the sense of your career, right? Um, with our, with our, with the people that we coach, with our, with our clients, we, we pretty much go from navigating the professional aspect and how that translates into your, into your personal life, because we are two different people, right? Where some of us are not the same people we are at work to the people that we are in our lives. I know at work for me, I was very, I'm very like, this is who I am. I'm here to work. I'm here to get things done. Boom. And I'm here to bring my team with me. Agarrense porque we're going to get this done. In my, per in my personal life, I live life a little more chill, you know, like, hey, but it doesn't mean that I disregard things that need to get done. I still get them done, just a mi estilo. But what you do professionally will influence your personal life. And and this is in, in different ways. Now, if you, don't, if you don't have anyone to turn to for when you have questions, how do I address this conversation with my boss? Or how do I address this conversation with my team? Maybe you're a recent, recently promoted to management or, or recently given a, a new team and you don't know how to address that, and we don't have anyone to turn to, that's where this lack, this deficiency and guidance to being a professional person. Because if you don't have anyone to turn to, you might address them in a way you, you should, probably shouldn't have. And you'll realize it at the time that you're doing it, you know? So there's a lot of learning that we've done on our own, like solitas, right? Without anyone guiding us. But then it's so important. And so it's, and, and we learn from different ways. We watch movies, we see how people do it on TV. We, you know, like, okay, maybe I can apply it this way, or I've seen my previous bosses, but then there's, there's you and you have to be who you are. You know, Irene talks about your authentic self and making sure that we, we stay true to who we are. And there's professional and sprinkled with your personality and who you are. And that's what makes you so genuine. And that's what makes people want to be like, I want to work with them. I take ownership of what this person's providing to our team. I want to be part of that team. 
but that's it's professionalism is is, is so many other it's to so see everyone saying you want to talk the way you speak the professionalism my brain is always like just going. no but this is a podcast that we run how we run like you better <laughs> right. believe it like we prepare even to, this is us three friends we love each other we give you mm-hmm. the real you're listening and you think we're your friends and then sometimes we're working with high level professionals and then we practice or we mm-hmm. go th- we do a run through Ceci just wrote run through in her notes sorry if I just like you know oh, that from you. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> hey, Rob. Um, but I was literally thinking that like says like Vero, it's okay if you get stumbled and, and that, that's us and then there's another situation yeah. where if we have a high power meeting we're going to rehearse right if we have a workshop we work very differently us three book us for a workshop you can trust that we're going to get together. We're going to write things. We're going to go over each other's notes. We're going to format things. If we put the time to create a PowerPoint, it's because we care about it. And does it look good? Does it work? I mean, I'm so proud of us for that. If it's just a thing that we're doing casually, then maybe we don't do all of that. But if it's for work, we go the extra mile. So yes. don't get it twisted. Like, Meadow's like, I'm pretty calm, casual. But when Meadow's got to work, she's got to work. Like you turn it on. I think professionalism is something that you definitely know. Like this is the space people are looking for answers. They're counting on me. If I'm the one running it, I need to know how to run something. If I'm the one modeling for guests, for paying clients, for anything, anything you coordinate. I know Ceci keeps bringing up her kids' school, and we forget that that's a space where you need professionalism too. Like your parents, your volunteers, like working with yeah. other parents. Like nothing drives me more crazy than unorganized people from the school level. Like I'm a parent I, that works. I'm busy. I got a lot going on. Like if your emails have a bunch of mistakes in them, and you forgot to tell me something for the third time, like as a parent, I'm gonna go bonkers, right? So have boundaries. Like demand that from people. And it comes across, I know, a little weird, but you can say to people. I had a teacher when my kids had a teacher that he was not organized, just not organized and would forget things where he sent us a text before the day that the kids were going to get their like monthly awards. And he's like, Hey, forgot to send this sooner. If your kid, if you can be there for your kid tomorrow, your kid gets the award. Oh my God. He sent it to like three parents at the last minute. Cause he needed to turn in the name and Diego and I are like flabbergasted. Like, Oh, so he's just picking kids willy nilly at the last minute had to text us. No teachers ever texted me, but he was such an unprofessional teacher. The kids loved him. The school loved him. He just didn't have that skill. And you better believe we both text back. Like, please tell us the date that you want to give Sophia an award that's in the future that we can plan for and ask for the time off at work. Like we, we put that boundary right back and you better believe Diego and I could have been there the next day, but you don't treat people like that. Like your kid gets the award. If the first parent that texts me back that they can be there, get this, you guys, he gives her the award the next month. She's on the calendar. We arrange, we go for it, right? Then he sends an email to all the parents to remind them, don't forget about the awards. Your kid's getting an award. Cause I think we email like this is tomorrow, right? This is the time, right? He gives us a time when we're driving to the school. I tell Diego, you know what? Honestly, I don't ever remember assembly starting at that time. I'm going to call professionalism. I call ahead. He's like, you think you need to? Oh, I'm gonna, and I need to. This is the kind of person you fact check. He's made so many mistakes before. I'm going to fact check him. I call and they're like, oh, the assembly starts in 10 minutes. We get to the assembly. We watch our daughter get her award. 20 minutes go by. All the other parents from the classroom show up. Missed it. Absolutely missed seeing their kids getting awards. I see him apologizing. I see their faces. I see their kids kind of looking at parents already holding the award. The thing's over. Talk about examples of just poor professionalism. The little things that matter. Home. Wow. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. What? Right. Yeah. Right. 
This is a teacher. People are counting on you. You're the leader in a sense. Vettel talks about calm, cool, and collected. You got to use your personality. I would respectfully have gone up to him. Had I missed it, I would have just been like, you text me last month. I couldn't be there. You tell me the wrong time this month and I miss it anyway. Like some part of you has to understand that that unprofessionalism is affecting our lives. We were to miss something so special for our daughter because you're unprepared. Like with all the calm, cool, and collected I could muster, but the truth. So I kept telling Diego, thank God I called. <laughs> he would have heard mm -hmm. me. Thank God. When it comes to things like that, where someone's like repeatedly, repeatedly, and just constantly, you know, their consistency of unprofessionalism, their consistent professionalism is just <laughs> something that you cannot tolerate anymore that's where you step aside and you're like look fool i need to talk to you come here homie come here enough what yeah. the fuck that's when you drop i i for a long time i always i framed remained cool calm collected with my team but when i would see someone really like didn't we just talk about this i asked you to, to please not do that the way how you want to address people what did i tell you do you remember do you not recall okay now if it continues to happen that's when i would be like um, hey, Ben, can we can we step outside real quick? Or hey, come into my office when you when you get a moment, when you're done with that ticket, whatever. And then I'd be like, what the fuck? I've lost my shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done being patient. I'm done really trying to guide you through this process. At this point, I don't think you freaking care. So what the fuck? What can you explain to me what just happened? Uh well, uh, and then they're like, Oh, you're serious. No, I've always been fucking serious. You're not serious. I'm here every day. You have a job to do. You know what your job is. I'm here to help you and guide you. If you don't respect that, then you don't belong here. Do you not want to be here? Simple as that. So with those teachers, it's like, I, I understand that they have a lot of students, but it's one classroom. You're trying to, you know, what you're trying to do is it's an event. You're trying to coordinate something. No te aproveches. You know, these parents are working parents. You know, these parents are not just chilling at home, you know, doing their thing. It's more like be, like you said, be mindful of their time, of their responsibilities. But it, enough is enough. It's, it gets to a point yeah. where like, I can no longer stay cool, calm, collected. You need to, you need a piece yeah. of me and a piece of everybody else here because you are hurting everyone else's performance or you are hurting everyone else's daily planning. So that's when you need to really step in and be like, yeah. professionally. Les tiene que caer el 20. I mean, sounds uh, like professional as you can be. Like, how how real are you? How how dedicated are you to this job, to mm -hmm. this career, to what you want to do? And that that's a different level also. Like, how to address, look at my hair. <laughs> how to address those people, you know? And 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 sometimes it's, I, I remember having, working with, uh, with, with members of my team, I'm just like, you know, I would have the manager talk. And then I would have the heart to heart. And then I would have the, this kind of conversation. And then it got to the point where I'm just like, I honestly don't think you want to be here. What is it? Can you just be open and honest with me? Uh, and then they would share, like, it's just that, the, you know, the expectation is so high and the standards and this, and it's so much work. It's so many hours. Hey, we've all been through that. You can, you know, do you need some, do you want some advice on how to handle this and how to do that? And, and it's just people trying to do too much, but then, and, and, wanting to keep a job if they're not happy but that shows when you're there if you have a job do your job just get it done and find a way to hey you know what let me ask my manager for some assistance and guidance in this if i have you know doubts and if i'm i'm just overwhelmed by the kind of work that we do but then it's all, and that's when you start having those conversations and then you're like well maybe i do need to find something else and yeah, there's, that's there's okay. guidance yeah. into that. And that is okay. Yeah. That is okay. But don't hold everybody else back yes. just because you are the one that's not willing to step up. 
Because the thing is, you can be casual. Ceci, you can totally jump in. I'm, we're getting fired up. No, you can mm-hmm. be casual if that's the career that you've chosen. Pick a mm-hmm. career where people aren't counting on you. You know, if you have a solo career, you do your own thing. You can work in your pajamas because you're a yeah. graphic designer and you finish that deadline, but you do what you want and you work at all hours of the night and you dress how you want. And, and as long as you meet your deadlines, that works for you. But someone that's outward facing, you're hosting events, you're a leader in any capacity, multiple people count on you. Like, yeah, Vettel's right. Like this ain't the right career for you. If you feel structure's too much for you and timeliness mm-hmm. is too much for you and deadlines can be missed. Find a different career. You have to, in whatever you're doing, show up in the most excellenceness as possible. And for you, it may be more of a casual career, more of a solo career, more of a flexible fluidity. Uh, we have a garden at my office. It's an outdoor garden. A gentleman loves working urban gardens in the city. He's so casual. He's the most casual man. And it's what does he do? He works with plants at the hours of the day that make sense for him. The whole community knows him. He coordinates farmers markets. Is this amazing flexibility? He's a Cornell educated previous businessman. It didn't work out being in business. He was making tons of money. What worked for him? He's very professional in his space when he's dressed like a farmer showing up at three o'clock in the afternoon with vegetation that works for him. I get from him what I expect from him. He's trying to talk to me about business in Cornell and he shows up like a farmer and late and with a box of carrots. I'm going to be mighty confused and I'm not going to trust him. (laughs) Professionalism equals trust. You don't trust people that are not professional that maybe they show up on time. Maybe they do it right. I, I can't get over how much we forget that trust is everything in every relationship. For sure. Like who has who has taught taught us like professionalism? It's definitely our experiences. I'll say for myself, and I, I'm sure you you two are gonna are gonna agree, is being in college, going to meetings, like we had hermanas meetings on Tuesdays at a certain time. We would show up on time, we would host events, we would um, you know, coordinate with other schools, high schools for mentor, like all that, like all, all that definitely like showed us how to be professional, showed us how to interact with other, or, other organizations. Now we're, we're uh, interacting and partnering up with other companies as, as business women. So it's definitely our experiences. And just knowing like when you see something like, dude, that's not right. Like I remember going to, I think I've mentioned this in prior podcasts, but, or even to YouTube, going to court and seeing women wearing clothes that were not appropriate for court like lawyer women are just thinking and like looking at like my you know my colleague like dude what is she wearing and even being in the courtroom where like the judge had to tell a particular like woman like please put on your blazer please put something on like están muy destapadas um wow. i also remember going to um, like uh, <laughs> one year going to uh like a lawyer christmas event and yeah people are re- more relaxed you know it's not you're not in court but there's judges there is opposing counsel and i remember we you know, there was drinking involved. And I remember this, this uh, female attorney grabbing a bottle. And Hillary and I always remember this and talk about grabbing a bottle like a wine bottle and doing kind of like a deep throat type of thing like and just being like shocked, like, Oh, my God, yeah, you're having a good time. But you're here with with judges that you appear appear in front of and just knowing like I knew like that is not Ooh, okay you girl. can do that with your girlfriends but like why would you do that there like híjole 
I would There's trust her for a place for time, but I would what not else? trust her to be my attorney. Like, I know, right? Time, I'm going to trust you, homegirl. We're going to go dancing, but I will not trust you with my case. Right. Like, yeah. like Ceci mentioned, you know, like in college, we would have the, the Hermanas conferences, a statewide conference. And even for them, we would be like, ladies, where it's going to be business casual. Do you yes. know what business casual means? Okay. And that's when I started learning. Oh, I don't have a button up collared shirt, long sleeve, nothing like that. You know, you start learning little things like that. Okay. Wear the right pants. You tuck it in. You don't tuck it in. This is the kind of top you don't tuck in. This is the kind of top you do. You wear a belt. You wear shoes like this. So you learn all these little things by being involved. But then also, you when you get to per, uh, positions of, you know, you're in a directorship or, you know, a management or CEO, there's a way that you that that you become like you've you've proven yourself in the sense of the work you can do. And you are you, you know, you're your authentic self. I know for me, my corporate persona was very different from when I transitioned into my directorship with, you know, the sports company I was working with. And at this point, I was like, I feel like I can establish my own dress in the sense of still look professional, but be comfortable. I knew I'd had to be very active at events. Um, I was constantly walking back and forth, talking to vendors, we're reading the contract, hey, discussing things with, you know, with our competitors, our athletes, not only that, but with also our team, our staff, our employees, the people that were on, you know, doing and running our event. So there was a level of professional that had to be there, but there was also a level of comfort that had to be there. So I didn't go and, you know, jeans and a t-shirt and I'm gonna be comfortable, whatever. No, I would do my hair, I would do my makeup, I made sure that, you know, everything. I wore a blazer, I wore my, my shirt that, you know, represented our organization, I wore my plant, and I always, you know, would dress properly. But my feet, I could no I could not take heels for those days. I was like, I am not gonna go and dress in heels. You know what? I'm gonna wear sneakers. And I would buy myself my nice sneakers, my, you know, my high tops, this, and I, you know, I like my sneakers. I like, you know, I like to have nice shoes. Um, and it doesn't matter what kind of shoes, but I'm like, sneakers were like, this is it for me. This is going to be my, 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 my staple, Your you know, style. my theme, my style. And, and it suits who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I did it, I didn't, I didn't contact, you know, the owners of the company. Like, is it okay if I wore the sneakers for this event? And I was more like, you know what? I'm in a position where I can make my decisions. I have a team to do. This is what is making me comfortable. And I'm still, it doesn't limit my ability to do my work. I show up and I remember I had, there was three owners to the company and one of them was a female. And she looks at me and she's like, where are your shoes? Why are you wearing that? And I go, because these shoes are $300 shoes that you probably don't know about, but that is okay. They are comfortable. And I'm doing a lot of walking all day long for this 16 hour day that I find it necessary and they're still professional. So I'm going to wear these shoes. She goes and tells the other two owners and they come back. Oh, what's up? Is this like foot locker now? And I'm like, well, I guess it's foot locker, but is it, does it, is it going to hinder my abilities? It's not, it's actually going to make me faster. (laughs) So they had this issue with me. And until one of the other co-owners of the company came up, because we were like a three businesses under one umbrella and he comes up to me. He's like, cool sneaks. I like the touch. You, you had to change it up. I love it until they heard that. They're like, why would he tell you that? I'm like, because he understands, he understands, he sees it and it's not going to hinder the image of our company. It actually allows me to put my best foot forward and not get exhausted and not get tired and address people as comfortably as I can. So you are able to do those things. Now, Later on, they stop saying like, where are your professional shoes? These are my professional shoes for this kind of environment, you know? So you can establish that level of personality. Like if you, if it's not going to hinder you and it depends what kind of, what kind of work you're doing that you can kind of just create it your own, your own style, your own image. You're still dressing the part of who you are as a professional without hindering or, or hurting any other aspect of you. 
You, you had boundaries. Like Beto had boundaries. Completely agree. Completely agree. And as you were describing your your outfit, I totally thought like got the image of Kamala Harris with her chucks with that lo- little dance. That yeah. Doing. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like she looks great. And and so I totally envisioned that. So power to you. You know, we 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 know what we're comfortable in. We know what we look good in and we know what to wear and what not to wear depending on who we're going to see and who we're going to talk to. Um, what is one tip? Like, what is one tip that you were gi- you would give your younger self about professionalism? And this is a question we typically ask our guests, but now I'm asking you, ladies, what is one tip you would give your, your younger self? The best tip that I would give my younger self, and it's because I often find myself giving it to younger staff, is do not assume. Do not assume. Ask, ask, ask ask. We need to ask questions. The more questions you ask, I think the better clarifies, shows that you're a thinker, shows that you're critically thinking. Do not assume. Why assume? You know, I've seen my staff make a lot of mistakes because they just thought they knew the answer or they thought it was okay. And like simple things end up being the things that are missing that then upset everybody. If you ask me 10 questions, but then things are done in excellence. So the younger me learned the hard way when I assumed that my boss had told me how to do it. And then I was afraid to ask. And I'm telling this, especially to our first gen women of color listening. It's hard. Sometimes you feel like, I don't want to sound dumb. Maybe I should know the answer. Maybe I should do this. That person's making it look so easy. She always gets it done right ask, ask, ask. You are smart for asking. Believe me, you're smart for asking questions and lay it out there and say, just one thing. I've got these 10 questions. They might be silly to you, but I want to do it in excellence. And I want to make sure that I've thought of everything. And here are the thoughts that I have. Ask the questions. Do not assume to be a better professional. Totally agree. I think in my case it would be, um, be very clear of your expectations. And that could be at any level, right? you know, setting your goals when you would set your goals and the, the, just like what you expect of your team. Now, goals they see every day, you have them on your, you know, whiteboard, you have them on your chart, whatever you email it to them, you have a meeting, you discuss it, but just on your expectations of the overall performance in your office, the way, you know, you want to be very clear be, and you want to make sure that, hey, do you have any questions on these expectations? Is this not, is this clear enough? Is it, is it something, is it doable? Mm-hmm. And when I, and, that, and that's why I mean, be very clear because people will understand it very differently. So as, as a professional, you want to be like, are these ex- expectations clear? Are these expectations attainable? Can we get it done? And do you, do you as a professional now, you want to ask your team, do you have any questions? Right. Because you want to eliminate any doubt. You want to eliminate any misunderstanding and have a clear idea of how now you can tackle things as a team and as a whole. And it makes your job as a, let's say, as the leader of this team or the leader of your organization, the leader of you know your company to be like, okay, yes, everyone's on board. We can move on and get things done now. So being setting those clear expectations and have making sure that like I mentioned, they asked you clarify, do you have any questions really helps you just navigate and get things done so much easier. Yeah. So that's my totally. Totally. ¿Cuál es el tuyo? El mío. Keep keep a tab of your questions that you're gonna ask. También, you know, no, no, no. Don't come like to the higher up with daily on a daily basis, but maybe like on a weekly basis, it's okay. Like have your questions for the week, and you know, come prepared. Like if it's something that you could have researched yourself, like try to see if you can figure out yourself before you know bugging or coming to the higher ups. And yeah, don't be afraid 
prepare, like uh, we were talking about this earlier, uh, do run throughs. Like when you're, you're going to have a meeting, when you're going to have a presentation, if you know, you're someone that is, you know, that stutters or that's, you know, that that's going to be stuck. Like, you know, do, do a run through, like record yourself. I say this a lot, but I, that's what I do. I record myself and I listen to it. And then I, I try to practice more if I feel like I'm stuttering. So that's, those are my tips. And two, our tip of the day that we all got mm -hmm. passionate about, we all got really passionate about, you know, under promise so that you can over deliver. We see them the mistake a lot. And maybe you've heard this cliche, but a lot of people make promises and then they just don't see them through and they say, Oh, I'm going to call you. You'll have that email by Friday or this person's going to follow up with you. And there's nothing worse than you said like six things were going to happen and nothing happened. Like that's just crazy. Again, it's about trust and boundaries. And you tell someone, Oh, you can expect this to happen by the end of the week. And you can expect this delivered to you. And all these expectations, like little set expectations are so good because you can measure progress and you can be on the same page, but don't go setting a bunch of expectations that you didn't mean to meet. That is the most unprofessional thing you could do to someone, you know, value their time, value right. their time. So if you're unsure, if you're unsure that you're really going to do something by Friday, because that really irks me when it's like, I've had a, I had a staff member once that just loved to be like today, I'm working on that tomorrow. I'm working on that today. And I would just tell her like, don't say that. Just don't say today or tomorrow. Right. Life is life. You know what? Early next week. And then you put it on your calendar for Friday. You put it on your calendar for Friday and that's your Friday no se hizo and Monday no se hizo and Tuesday it's been on your calendar three days early next week. What do you know? You got to it at the last minute and I got it early next week. You will give yourself a gift if you think intentionally, be intentional about when you promise to do something for someone. Like, do you mean it? Do you mean it? I'm going to call you on Friday. Then you say, I'm going to call you on Friday. Then you put it on your calendar three times if you need to remember. If not, you will hear from me by the end of the month. You know what I mean? And if you're the kind of person that's going to forget a thousand times, then it's on your calendar once a week. And on the 31st, you're like, I said I was going to call by the end of the month. I mean, there's people, we have this story that people say, I had to get that done. I had to get that done. And what do we do? We do. We, when that damn deadline is there and, and Ceci's at the DMV <laughs> and my husband's online. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But the deadline's there for a reason. The government gives you a right. deadline for a reason. Like, we gonna find you. We're going to charge yes. you. You better believe I pay that parking ticket all the time. But you don't call, <laughs> but you don't call that person. Know, but you don't yeah. send that email. And who do you disappoint? Yourself. You keep making promises that you're not going to keep. And your boss isn't mad at you. Your boss is, what if it'll say? Just following up on the expectation you set. I'm not going to assume that we're late. I'm going to tell you it's late. What happened to that product? Like we need it now. So please, please, please. The tip of the day is under promise so that you can over deliver. It'll look like you're turning things in early. It'll look like you're so prepared, but don't just drop the ball and then not own it. Oh, it's gross. And I think that that comes into this professional new world where, you know, we're a 24 seven society, right? We have our emails and our phones are just in, the, in our, in our fingertips, just in the palm of our hands. So we're constantly working. And I remember having my boss messaging me like at 1030, 1130 at night. And I'm like, I'm ready to fall asleep, dude. I need to clear my mind before I go back to work tomorrow and work another 16 hour day. But it's like, those things are so like at the, at, at, in the palm of your hand that, Oh my God, I lost my train of thought, you guys. <laughs> That's okay. That's what this is it's about. I'm gonna say thank you guys so much. Um, but what was it? What was my point? Oh my goodness. I lost my train of thought. Okay. It probably has something to do with the tip of the day. Like, don't make promises you're not gonna yeah. keep because then you're the one that people don't trust, right? Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah. So like now, like with those, no, I think I don't know. I still lost it. Anyway, oh, so I'm gonna be <laughs> 
You're so cute. I love it. <gasps> oh my God, how embarrassing. I'm like so no, red right now. You're adorable. But, I love it. Okay. So in this case, let me just transition to something else. What I do with our clients, you know, when I when I'm, I tell them, hey, here's the homework after our first meeting. Here's our homework. I will follow up with you prior to our next call to let you know, have you, you know, have you finished these things and make sure that here's your homework for this coming session so that they have time to prepare that. But we, you know, what if I don't follow up? That's my fault because now I'm guiding someone through this process, right? So we have to constantly set those reminders and it's so easy to be there. Like Irene said, some people don't use their calendars properly. It's there. If you are not a calendar or an, a technical person where you're just like, oh, the phone doesn't work for me and you write everything down, fine. But make sure that you write it down where you can see it. See, Ceci has like these awesome planners. I have notepads and planners and notebooks. I post it. I still use all that because I'm visually. Me too. Yes. Man. I can have a reminder on my phone and I could just be like, dismiss. Boop, no big deal. And then I forget, you know, so when I see a poster, when I see it on my refrigerator, erase, dry erase calendar, when I see it on my, you know, on my, on my desk, I constantly remind myself, like, I need to make sure people are counting on me. So I need to, I need to show up for me so I can show up for them. Yes. 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 Amen to that. I mean, write it down, put it on your phone, put it everywhere so you can see it. So you can remind yourself. I love today's um, tip of the day under promise and over deliver. And so I just want to say, like, stay cool, calm, and collected, como dice Vero. Follow decorum, como dice Irene. You ladies want to share anything else before we wrap it up? I did want to say that I love you girls because this mm. business of ours, we've grown professionally working together, right? Yes, we've, we I look back yeah. and I was so, I was so, I was so grateful for our compliment from our guest earlier that said, you know, she's been on plenty of podcasts. She's in PR. She sets a podcast for a living for other people. And she loved how professional we were. Were we like that at first? No, of course not. No, yeah. Juntas, our little train that could. Like, juntas, we are learning what works for us, what doesn't. Like, that was a good idea, but we're not into that. The Google Calendar, we love it. Our husbands are copied on the stuff that we do. <laughs> they and have to. They, they, have, to. they yeah. have to be. And that's professionalism at the point that the whole family knows that this is our sacred podcast podcast time. It's so much easier not to forget about the podcast because we're getting into a rhythm. So just work on the little habits. And I love you girls because juntas a year and a half ago, half the systems we use, we were just, they were ideas. So I love yeah. you girls. I love that we're doing it, that sometimes people might listen to us and be like, they're so unprofessional. <laughs> they don't know the sweat, blood and tears to get better, to get better. We're not yeah. perfect. We're getting better. And I just love this little baby of ours. And I hope that women listening can feel inspired, at least by the fact that we're not perfect, but we're working on being the best we can be for you to gain your trust. And Vettel always mentions our clients. And I love that. And you can be a client. You can find us and get the support if you're feeling like professionalism has been a really hard thing for me to learn, to exhibit, to have confidence in. Just, you know, lean on us. And speaking of our coaching, our hourly rate is going to go up for 2021. So if you want to, if you're thinking about coaching and you're not sure, you know, sign up for your free assessment. We'll talk all about it. And if you sign up before the end of the year, you will, uh, you will secure this year's rate. So be mindful of that. Think about it. Ask any questions about our coaching. We're here for you. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. If you want to continue this conversation, this is a huge topic. So I know there's a lot to be said. If you want to continue the conversation or give us give us uh, some insight about what you do in your professional life, shoot us an email, send us a, a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. Our, our social media handle is at Level Up Latina. 
Our email is admin at leveluplatina.com. Our Twitter handle is at Latina underscore up. So follow us if you're not already doing so. And don't forget to level up. Thank you. Thank you. Loving girl. Love you. Love you. Love you. All right. Love us. <laughs>